Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning, London time, on Monday the 7th of March. In Russia, the stock exchange is still suspended and the ruble is still weakening. Visa, MasterCard and American Express have announced that they will be suspending operations within Russia. This means that Russian-issued cards will not work outside of Russia and foreign-issued cards will not work within Russia. This is therefore mainly an international isolation event. It shouldn't directly contribute to bank runs within Russia, inasmuch as the ruble payment system will operate for Russians within Russia. However, this does add to a sense of financial system implosion, and that loss of confidence may fuel further deposit withdrawals. In the global economy, the US has signalled that it may block Russian oil imports unilaterally. Gas imports are not an issue for the United States. And that it is discussing with Europe about a more coordinated embargo on Russian energy. This has led to a strong market price reaction and has arguably pushed towards an overreaction. Brent crude went briefly over $140 a barrel before retreating somewhat. There are two things to bear in mind as armchair strategists doom scroll their way through Twitter. First, an oil price increase is a transfer of wealth from oil consumers to oil producers. Bad for New York, good for Texas. So the questions are, where does New York cut back on spending to afford the oil? And what does Texas do with its newfound money flows? We must hope it doesn't entail another reboot of the Dallas soap opera. Second, how do people adapt in the face of higher energy prices and a more general sense of insecurity about energy? Because people will adapt, whether that is faster adoption of alternative energy or sudden changes to improve energy efficiency, such as working from home. Markets tend to underestimate the ability of people to adapt in the face of a shock. China's trade data for the first two months of the year continued to show significant growth, beating expectations indeed. This, along with data from elsewhere in Asia, continues to emphasise that the global supply of goods is at an all-time record high. There are, however, three concerns about whether goods demand for this record goods supply is going to remain. First, for at least some in society, the pot of savings that fueled goods demand has now been spent, naturally slowing the demand for goods. Second, durable goods are durable in nature, and the person who bought a new washing machine in 2021 is not likely to be rushing to buy another new washing machine in 2022. And third, if someone is living in an oil-consuming area, it may be that durable goods spending is cut to meet the increase in spending on energy. 2021 was about goods demand overwhelming record goods supply. 2022 may be about record goods supply exceeding goods demand. China's newly announced growth target of 5.5% may require more efforts on the domestic economy, especially as China's growth targets are generally set so that they can be beaten, on the official data at least. It should be remembered that the spillover of Chinese domestic demand to the global economy is relatively limited. European demand started later than that of the United States, as the easing of pandemic restrictions in Europe started later than in the United States. 
January retail sales data from Germany were therefore stronger than expected. January, of course, predates any need to divert the household budget from spending on goods to spending on fuel. Inevitably, the December data was revised stronger because this is Germany and data is nearly always revised stronger. Given subsequent events, it's hard to draw much in the way of a useful conclusion from this data, other than perhaps to note that German consumers appear to have some spending firepower that may mitigate the effects of higher energy prices on the overall standard of living. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 